everybody. Welcome back into an on-location edition of the Dogs Basketball Podcast here in, not sure the town off the top of my head again, Noah can pronounce it. We are outside of Chicago to give you this UIC preview. I'm Nick Malone and am joined by Noah Lurch. And Noah, it's good to be back on location. We haven't done one of these since for football, North or, uh, Kansas State. A season ago, we've gone away from this, kind of been doing the Zoom for a long time, but we're back doing this, thinking we're going to do it at Arch Madness as well. Should be a good one. What's going on? Yeah, most definitely uh, excited to be able to see another um, new facility up at UIC. It's going to be a good one. Um, not expecting a lot of fans there, but I think SIU should outnumber UIC. Um, I know a lot of, talked to a lot of Saluki fans that are going to be there, so it's going to be excited. Um, Stop just about 30 minutes outside of Chicago. Can't wait to drive in tomorrow and get another W. Yeah, and as we know, UIC, with the great facilities that we are looking forward to seeing, they do not have great crowds. We'll look at something when we talk about them, about where they are in attendance. They are definitely near or at the very bottom. Should be a big OSIU. Uh, fan base showing up. So we will dive into them at the end. We have some news that we found out today in regards to the seating chart for us. We're pretty frustrated about it. We'll talk about other scenarios, the best case scenarios, and one that we tweeted out earlier today. Quick pro, pro dogs update, canard update, and we'll get to the great games that are this weekend. So with that said, now Noah, let's dive into that uh said announced seating section you got an email this morning because obviously it it you know they do it every year we were wondering it's always around the week of when they announce where everybody is sitting it's kind of been announced where some other top-notch teams are sitting and we kind of not kind of we did found out where we are sitting again and it's the same section and we're not too happy about it dive into that yeah it's uh, a little bit frustrating that knowing that you see a lot of the other, uh, like Drake or or Indiana State, tweeting about all sessions sold out, single game only, still available through them. And knowing them that they've been announcing what sections they are here in the last couple of weeks or so, and just seeing those tweets, um, then just getting our tickets, getting the email today with our tickets, and we're still in the same section, which is 105C, that's up up towards the top of the lower bowl, up by kind of right below the suite areas. Um, if you bought tickets last year, that's exactly where we are. In the same section right below us, it was Drake last year. We know we had some issues with them, then turn around yelling at us, getting into arguments with little kids and stuff. But this year, we're going to have Indiana State right below us. Um, we know this is one of their best years in a while. So their fans apparently showed out. Um, a couple other big sections that I know of. I think Bradley has a pretty big section to our right, down lower bowl behind the uh, one of the benches. Then on the other, so- other side, uh, Drake has a big area. Then the other big section right across from where I thought we were going to end up, um, I'm going to assume it will be Murray State. I think potentially that they are – going to bring a pretty big crowd for their first experience for Arch Madness, but I'm not really sure exactly how they divided it. Like last year, we eventually got a whole seating chart that said where each team was sitting. We don't have that official yet, but I do know off of tweets that I've seen writing those down um, 
that's where those teams are sitting. Then I've seen where our all session passes we bought through the university. That's where we're sitting in the same section. So definitely frustrating. It's not as bad as last year's was with giving Thursday night teams the big sections, but definitely still a gripe because we think deserve a big section. Um, but that's probably on more of ticket sales and that's on our fans for just wanting single session passes um, just to go to our games because not a lot of SIU fans want to stay for a lot of games because sometimes we don't have high hopes going into this tournament. Yeah, and you would think a season like we're having, and it's, it's crazy because you said right there, Indiana State has a big section in front of us, and we know they have a really good fan base, you know, home and center with new renovations, and they had a good team this year. People showed out. We would like to think our uh, our fan base is around the same bigger. Like I said, yeah, with the season we've had, we'd like to think that it's grown to the point of having that, but it's exactly it. If tickets sold, and we say that now, it's what it obviously seems like because – as you said, also last year, yeah, they had Valpo sitting up front. I'm looking at it here. They had uh, Illinois State sitting up front. They had, I mean, it was just ridiculous. So then for our game last year on Friday night, the same time we're hoping it is uh, this Friday, um, that we actually sat in those sections of, of the Valpo Fans, we actually sat like a courtside almost or center court and had great angles. And then when we lost the rest of the week and we sat up in our assigned seats. But, yeah, it was very far away last year. And you're right, hoping that it can be a little closer. It is crazy because we're picked third and we could finish third. And our fans don't. You're right, only getting single session, not getting full session because, you know, we talk all the time our fan base is – with the average ages, you know, so they're not going to show for a whole weekend potentially, even though if they have the, I'm not going to say unrealistic, but on the cusp of it, of expectations for us that weekend of going far that um, they just think for one game is it, and then they go home, which so be it. You're right. Maybe in years past, they would have expected us to lose and then not have us go forward expecting to win. So that's a wait and see, but yeah, it all fringes on the ticket sales. We're thinking you're right. Murray State has a huge fan base, so they deservedly get there we don't know everything officially right they might post this picture at some point but it is unfortunate seeing us that high again even looking at last year's Loyola who in their final season in the Valley last year and with the big fan base they had it was it was pretty high up on the same level as us just on the other side so I mean it, I, I don't even know how they even do it so it's not based off how you finish or where you're picked it's all about the tickets ticket sales so that is unfortunate in our regard need people to show out more. We thought this was going to be the year, but like I said, we'll pretty much get to sit where we want. We, we say that. And like, we know this Thursday, it's going to be way more, you know, way bigger, way more hectic as people do go for the whole weekend and watch those good games. And there's an extra couple games. So it should be a good time. So hopefully we'll be able to sit kind of where we did last year and not to sit up in the rafters. It would seem like to watch us because I can assure we're not going to do that. If we lose, we will, but we'll see how the weekend plays out. This is definitely the leading topic though because um, it is something we were hoping to get better seats for, but uh, so we wanted to start off with it. Like I said, we'll find more information as time goes on. And obviously, when we get there, we'll find out exactly where everybody's sitting, but maybe we can find out right beforehand. So definitely a big deal. One of the start off with that, you're right. We do know, kind of have an idea where they are. So, you know, the Drakes, Bradleys, Murrays, and Indiana States probably are the teams sitting at the lowest. So, there's that, and like I said, we'll keep updated as time goes on for those. Now, now let's talk about the seedings. We tweeted earlier about maybe the potential 
I say easiest road or the best case scenario road with the best seedings we could we could muster up of who beats who tomorrow, how it all plays out. Dive into those because there's a couple options, but we can dive into the one that we gave on Twitter. Because obviously one has uh, increased way more over the other. Let's dive into those and what and our opinions of what the best road would be. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the ones we tweeted out on Twitter was, um, would you guys rather um, play on Thursday? Obviously, there's going to be a playing game on Thursday, but who we potentially think is going to win. But would you rather go through uh, Murray State, the sixth seed, then Drake on Saturday, or would you rather go through Missouri State, who you who obviously we both we swept both teams we would play on Thursday, but um, would you rather go through Bradley on Saturday than Drake? Obviously, when you think say Bradley in March, it's um, the famous Wyatt Wheeler tweet. I if I was an idiot, I'd want to play Bradley in March. So um, it's definitely interesting. I know a lot of Saluki fans in my Saluki chat says we'll play anybody, but um, it's just. For a topic of conversation, it's pretty pretty interesting to discuss because um, if you look at the obviously the the 64 potential probabilities that um, Matt Hackman put out last week, there's uh, only three there's only two teams you could play on Thursday as the sixth seed, and that's Missouri State and Murray. So um, it's looking probably like UIC despite upsetting us tomorrow, will be the 11. So the winner, either Mo, Mo State or Murray State, will play UIC, then they would play if we win, will be the winner. So really depending if we'd rather play Drake or Bradley, um, who we're rooting for in that one, it's kind of a toss-up, I think. I know it's getting towards a sellout up there. I think there's only 800 tickets left. And I think uh, i just seen, we were talking about it at dinner, that uh, – I told you that the guess what the ticket price is for four seats for Mars game was they're selling for $9,000 a piece. So if you want to go on StubHub and go to the Bradley Drake game tomorrow, just got to pay $18,000 hit four side. Never would have imagined a number like that. I mean, it is for the Valley title. It's deemed whatever and Carver's a big, you know, you know, highly sought after place and big place. So, I guess it makes sense, but I didn't even believe you at first. We were thinking somebody was maybe pulling a joke or something, but somebody's going to pay it. Somebody's going to sit there and enjoy the battle for first place. And, I mean, yeah, you're right. It, it will come down to – and that we did preface in the tweet, so nobody come at us if we do lose tomorrow. Well, not only because when we go to road games, it doesn't really work out in our favor. Didn't really think of that until now, but we did want it to come for the finale. We were hoping it could be for our own – um, win and first place scenario, but wanted to check out everything. But um, yeah, barring us a loss, no diving to obviously if we lose, what has to happen for us to fall out of the three? Because right, the best, the only chance that happens is if the other teams we're fighting with also lose. Yeah, the only only chance we have to remain at the uh, three if we lose would be very slim. I don't even think there's any probabilities that happens, but. Um, I think Indiana State takes care of business on senior day at home. So if you lose, you're falling. I would say we don't know Bowen born, born status. Um, I'm assuming I'll try to give it a go through warm-ups, but um, I think I still would take Belmont to continue on the road, especially um, carrying the momentum off that comeback win at home against Indiana State the other night. So I know that's a tough place to play, but 
you and I is just not the same team without Bowen. Even a a 90% Bowen, I think I'll still take Belmont to win that one. So if you lose, you're sliding to the five and getting Belmont or would get uh, Indian or would get Indiana State um, on Friday if you beat Evansville. So interesting. I don't exact. I think as long as we take care of business, we're locked into the three, no matter what else happens. So that's the that's the biggest target for tomorrow is to just take care of our own business and lock in at the three, so we can have that eight thirty game, so we can watch uh, seven different games before our team has to uh, tip off on Friday night. Yeah, and even when UIC plays on Thursday, they will be – some people are picking them as a dark horse to maybe win. We know they have talent. We'll see it tomorrow. They gave us a scare in the first time. We'll get into it. But, um, you know, everyone – you know, it seems like we are playing with house money in our own regard. If we win, it's in. But we are on the road against a team that we, you know, struggle to match up with per se. So I definitely think there should be some nervousness going into this game. And um, you're right, if we lose, there's not – there, so yeah, we'll get into again our final picks for those games, uh, what could happen, but it does mean we just need to win and uh, we'll see if it happens. But yeah, I mean, I think in those scenarios we tweeted, yeah, and in, in our opinion, I mean, because yeah, besides sweeping, we know Murray has their issues, we've seen it all season long, and everyone's pretty much picking Missouri State if they don't finish. Obviously, a, a Thursday came Missouri State, that's they have the best chance to probably go far. And we've seen what they are, sweeping them or not. The second time, we didn't see Donovan Clay, and that's the difference. Donovan Clay's defense, Mogbo's defense, Austin Mason and Chance Moore shooting. Brian Tremble, we know we deal with personal issues. Not sure if he's playing. His shooting. Um, they just have a lot of weapons. And even Riginal gives us fits. So they are just a matchup nightmare. Murray, and they're a defensive nightmare. Murray is a struggle on defense. They will score. Throw Rob Perry under... 15 points, I think you have a great chance to win. I mean, they're good, don't get me wrong, but exactly. If we beat Missouri State, though, if that scenario lands, which that seems like the, the one that could be, depending upon what happens in the title game, because uh, we, we do like our chances against Bradley, but you're right, if we were idiots, we'd want to play them now, and that's why they would scare. That's like that's what makes them on the level of Drake scary, um, because Drake would just shoot you out of the gym, but Bradley just has been here before, so... It's honestly hard to say. We were hoping to tweet that out and get it about even because we thought it was the other way around, Missouri State, Drake, Murray, Bradley, and it would have been 100% if it was on Murray, Bradley's side. So it is 82 to 18 with still about 14 minutes or 14 hours to spare. That's right before the first game. It starts at 1130 tomorrow. So we'll see how that gets updated. But yeah, we wanted to see what the fan base had to say because there are certain scenarios. But it's just hoping we get the job done and then it turns out to be what it is. And, you know, then we'll just <clears throat> have it out to be that way but we know if we get you know if we win and play on friday we know it's never going to be easy those friday games are all going to be tremendous and thursday games will be tremendous as well so those are the scenarios i should say real quick um for us to get murray state they have to win indiana state has to beat missouri state and bradley has to beat drake um if drake beats bradley um then murray state still beats valpo but indiana state still beats missouri state um Murray State and Moe State would be tied. And obviously, with the round robin, if Drake beats Bradley, Moe Mo State swept them. So they would obviously still get the six. So it does have to be a – if we want Murray State, if we want that 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 third matchup, um, that would be really interesting. Obviously, we know what happened last time we played them, got in a little tussle. Um, we need Bradley – you'd have to have Bradley win tomorrow. Then obviously um, – 
um, Indiana State beat Missouri State at home. So that is the scenarios there. So even if Indiana State beats Missouri State, then Murray still wins. If Drake beats Bradley, you still get Missouri State no matter what. Right, so that's a thing. And we will be pushing for the chance to get Murray because, I mean, we were talking before, and Marshall the Arch Podcast mentioned it, and it would be awesome. And it was at that time maybe some of those can't fall out now. Just some of the matchups for Friday, if it got to that point, would be must-see TV and just be the most exciting because there's rivalries and there's everything. So it'll all play out, and we'll dive into it once. But it's good to talk about this if people are wondering, if besides us like seeing us retweet what the scenarios are, talking about it, because obviously it's a big day tomorrow with everything going down officially. So wanted to cover all that to uh, update you guys on it. Uh, now, Noah, let's talk about Armand Fletcher. We know he's signed with the Santa Cruz Warriors here in about the middle of their season. Uh, and because I know the G League had been playing recent games. I'll look here in a second what cash did tonight. We talked about what he did. Uh, I haven't looked at KV on either. So we're starting to grow here. We got three G League Salukis. We got guys overseas, and we'll dive into you have you found one from a long time ago that we could say, even though we know he's playing. Not sure some of the, it's hard to get stats on some. Barrett Benson hasn't played since February 11th. So we do have a lot of people here. Armand made the G League Twitter for blocking one off the backboard in his first game, uh, which was cool. Obviously, we know he's done that before. It's cool to see you see it on there. We know Cash had his dunk the other night. Armand's new profile picture is his jersey, so he's living life great. No, I said that former Saluki, and have you seen any other? Uh, I remember trying to look up Aaron Cook. We know he was playing great. There's a certain website we find it on. Couldn't find his. Eric McGill, we know he signed a couple years ago. Not sure if he's on that team anymore. A lot of these guys that we thought are out there, who else do we know about? Yeah, we do know um, that uh, Shiz Lloyd was over in Germany last year. Um, not sure if he's he still playing. Yeah, I know Teak Bowles, I think, playing overseas. Um, but um, we were talking about it today and uh, seeing where Jeff Early, if you remember him, um, playing down in Puerto Rico at the age of 34. So that's interesting to find out um, just because uh, – I, in my Saluki chat, we got to talk about, again, if uh, if just seeing the G League guys and stuff, if SIU had a, a TBT team and just thinking of the guys that are still playing that potentially um, could play, if we could even field one. I mentioned they'd probably have to be a Valley only if we could get all the Valley schools to agree on that to get everybody back together to field a really good team. But other than that, I mean – SIU doesn't have a lot of guys. I mean, Falker recently retired. I think he could probably give you some minutes. Um, I think Jamal played. Jamal Tatum played in it. Um, I don't think this last year. I think maybe the year before. But um, there's still guys at that age um, that could probably give you some. But not sure exactly who else. Obviously, you don't. You see a lot of TV teams that's um, affiliated with the school, but not all those guys. It's just who you know. So maybe we can. Get some guys. We know the Illinois team a couple years ago had Mike Don that really carried them. So it'd be interesting, just something to talk about. But just seeing that Jeff Early and Gang says he was one of my favorites back in the day. No doubt. It's awesome to see him still striving for it's crazy how he's only 34. Obviously, that's for basketball age. That's, you know, right on the fringe of retirement per se. But it's good to see him still playing. And yeah, we remember Armand when he graduated was on that team with a couple guys on that 3v3 three, three, three team. And 
a lot of these guys have just had their own roads to where they are. You're right, Shiz. We see him tweeting all the time. I'm not sure if he's still playing, assuming so. Um, you never know. There's so many opportunities for guys out there. We got tons now. So at, at the at the end of the season, we'll have a full update. Obviously, their seasons will still go. We'll try to fully get everybody that we know of and see what they're fully up to. It's hard to hard to find, but we'll try to do that. Um, so again, it's good to see. I was actually while you were talking, I should have went and found what the other guys are doing. But the whole G League stats thing, we'll get on the next time. See, like I said, Kevion hasn't played in a while, and, and Cash is doing his thing. So. Now, no, let's segue to Kennard. He's also one that we know has been playing lately, been winning. Update us on what he's doing. Like I said, unless you have box scores, it's hard to get those, but we do know this, the uh, the uh, finality of some of his games. Yeah, there is no box score. I mean, it's up to a lot of time, the coaching staff, somebody to upload it up to max preps when I get a lot of, a lot of uh, scores and stuff. But um, we know in this last week he uh, – beat Carnahan um, on Wednesday. It was a it was a big win for them that game. Um, then this uh, last night they beat uh, Battle 64-53. So they're still rolling. Um, Can't lose. So yeah, they're still rolling. They play next week starting district play, I believe. So um, they're continuing to roll. Hopefully we can keep you guys updated, obviously. Um it's easier to find scores for um, district games and stuff like that, but for regular season games, we've um, found them pretty pretty well. Um, some weeks we don't have scores, but you think they have a decent Twitter page. You think they would at least be final scores every night, but they do not. Yeah, and even when he has games this upcoming week, we talked about if he wins, and even you know around when we're in St. Louis in his backyard, depending on where he's playing. He can make that game. We wouldn't want his season to end to where he would do that. Just an off day if he were to. But he could be playing who knows where. It couldn't even be in the city. He might not make it, but it'd be cool to see if he would. So yeah, he is rolling. His whole team's rolling. I don't. Ex- I don't know if they'll lose again. I didn't want to say I don't expect them to because I don't want to jinx them. We do believe in jinxes here. Um, uh, but yeah, he'll be he'll be rolling. Keep doing his thing. It's been an honor to see him play twice. We've never seen a. So Lance was the last. Saluki commit, right, that we actually saw playing high school. We talked about a lot, so I'm playing that state title game at uh, at the Carver Arena, so that was cool. But I think Kennard's the last one we've been able to see. So it's been an honor. So we'll follow him as his season finishes out. Now, no, let's dive into the other games of this final weekend of games before next week. It's obviously the most important time of the year, definitely for one game in particular, but teams are obviously still fighting for seeding. We talked about some. Let's dive into those games with our picks. I'll start us off. We'll go back and forth until that final game. A lot of these are early games tomorrow, obviously. So let's start off with the first game of the day. You know, that's at 11.30 a.m. on CBS Sports Network. Belmont at UNI. You talked about this earlier. Don't know the status of Bowen Bourne. I even think if he plays, Belmont's going to be playing like, you know, like their life's on the line. They don't want to be fifth, so they got to win. So make sure everything else takes care of itself, but they got to win themselves on the road, Noah. Belmont is two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road in that regard. It could be a little Bowen, not sure. I'll take Belmont to cover that with or without Bowen because they are in desperate mode, what do you think? I mean, yeah, I will take, even if I wouldn't, I mean, I guess I'd let him go through warm-ups to see what exactly what happens, um, see if he feels anything, see how he goes. Maybe it's a, uh, he gives it a go when it's like within the first media timeout, he's already out with the towel 
um, around his head like he was um, at SIU. So, yeah, just for like seating's sake, the only way you and I cannot go down. So they are locked in at eight. They can only get up to the seven with potential other things happening. So um, resting Bowen Bourne at this point. I mean, you're locked into that eight basically unless you win. So which I think at home with that with that scrappy team um, in that arena that potentially they they catch fire, they could upset, but I will take Belmont as well. Then the next game that we'll be tuned into, Missouri State at Indiana State. So we get our, our basically, after our game, we know exactly what our fate is, um, mainly besides that last game. So Missouri State on the road at Indiana State. Eight-point favorites for Indiana State. I think they roll Missouri State at home on senior night. They've been almost unstoppable, and I think they're going to be a little ticked off for blowing that lead the other night without Cam Henry, so hopefully he's back for senior night. Yeah, and we saw the list of all the guys they have. It's Gibson, it's it's Cam, it's Voss, it is uh, Cade McKnight, it is uh, Cooper Neese. I think that's it, but they have a lot of guys going, so they will be on fire. Eighth, a lot. Missouri State should be healthy for the most part. Should be a great game. Honestly, Indiana State's fighting for the same stuff Belmont is, so I expect them on senior night for sure to roll. I think they, they'll cover that as well because they've been rolling nonstop. And we talked about in their winning streak, you know, of course they lost to Belmont. They blew that lead. Um, but before that, they beat Murray twice and maybe you and I, or you and I twice at least. But those are the two teams they beat. Missouri State's kind of on the cusp of, like, the top half. So if they can win that game, it will show they can still be good teams. Uh, but I, they're rolling too much to expect that they won't cover that. I'll take the same as well. And the other game that Illinois State, I guess, is fighting for still their their spot. We know where Evansville is. They're the only team that's sure fired us by the 5-25 and 25 Purple Aces. They've been fighting, though. They are at Illinois State for their senior night. We know, like, Seneca uh, and a couple other players are getting honored for them. They relatively have guys that are returning. I think, obviously, like, Kendall Lewis comes to mind. Maybe he's whatever as well, you think these senior night teams are going to win. Uh, so Illinois State's 10-point favorites against them. Like I said, you don't count out a team against senior, on senior night. I think Illinois State covers the 10. You know, Evansville can fight, though. These are two fighting teams. What do you got? Yeah, I will take uh, I will take uh, Evansville to cover that on the road. I think it's still 7, seven or 8, but um, 10 is a lot to cover. Um, we know how good they are there. We saw it in person to beat us, so um, then the next one, Valpo travel on down to Murray State, um, their first trip to Kentucky. Uh, Murray State favored by five and a half, senior day for them as well. Um, this is an interesting one that could go back and forth. I think five and a half is a little much, so I would take Valpo, but I think Murray State can win this one. So I hope they win this one just to give it an interesting, see if we can get them or not. That's who I'll be rooting for. Agree, and I think Murray, um, I think Valpo keeps, I think they cover too. I definitely think Murray continues to win at home, but Valpo will definitely put up numbers, I think, against that Murray defense in that place. It'll be an awesome game to ride. We want Murray to win to see what plays out with them and the potential with us. And then Noah, the final game of the day, not counting ours. Obviously, this is a 3 o'clock game. That Valpo-Murray game and then this one at 3. This is the one everyone's focused on, though. ESPN2, you mentioned the courtside seats. You mentioned the amount of tickets that are left if people are going from all over the place to watch this game it's obviously important it's one of the biggest regular season uh, regular season title or championship titles in the country definitely from mid-major standpoint it's cool to see 
that it's, you know, last year was Loyola and you and I. It's cool to see two different teams fighting for it again. It's kind of like how the conference wanted it. These were the top two teams picked. They were picked that finished the season against one another. Itself. Obviously, they both played like it. There was nothing that went the way of the league to want it. The league's glad it's this game, but obviously they are both head and shoulders by everybody else to get to this point. Noah Bradley's three-point favorites at home on their senior night. Not sure he's getting honored for them. They have guys returning, a lot of guys, but they do have, you know, like Jay Sean Henry and them are leaving, and we know um, they play well in that building, but they also have shown signs of vulnerability, uh, but they still find ways to win. That's all that matters at the end of the day. Noah, they're both carrying long winning streaks into this. Drake is on fire. Bradley's defense is on fire. We'll see. This is interesting because we talked about the streak. If Bradley allows 10 or more turnovers, they're, they're unbeatable. But Drake turns it over less in the league. We know that first matchup that happened when Drake blew them out. So, no, this is for all the marbles of the regular season. Should be an incredible game. I think Drake covers to three. I think they find a way to win on the road. It's it's crazy to say. It's, it should be a pick on the three points. A lot. I'll take Drake plus three. Should be an incredible game, though. Who you got? Yeah, I'm definitely going to take – I think Bradley bounces back. I think uh, this is a team that, like you said, the blowout to get them started. Um, this is going to be their biggest crowd in over um, a decade, I think. Uh, that place sits um, – a just over 11,000, like I said, 800 tickets left. They haven't won a regular season title since 96. It's been a long time. I think they get it done this weekend. Um, and I think that's where just bouncing back and the way they're playing, I think they're going to ugly it up, and I just think they get it done at home because that's going to be an insane crowd, and it's glad it's on a national televised because it would suck if it wasn't. So, um the league does it again, schedules the last home game of the year for somebody to play head-to-head for the conference title. Yeah, and you would like to think that it's on national TV, that it's going to go in the favor of a great game. I don't think that the way these two teams are playing, it's not like it was a month or so ago when they played or more, um, that one can blow the other out. It's a wait and see, but it should be a great show. We'll be glued to it after our game. Hopefully we're in a proper mood for it. So, and we talk about the matchups. The fact that Roman Penn is putting himself in player of the year category that we've talked about. And like we've said before, we'll have our picks on the next pod, probably on Monday before we uh, yeah, to recap and then have the picks for Tuesday when the picks come out. So we'll have a couple episodes, like we said, leading up to our full Arch Madness preview. Like I said, we'll bring in this on the road in St. Louis as well. But Connor Hickman, Deep Dean against Roman, if they let Roman do his thing and he makes it work, but we talk about Tucker, if he's guarded by a lot of their great defenders, it's going to be awesome. Can't wait to watch it. So that's for all of the marbles. So now let's dive into our second matchup with the UIC Flames. Like I said, we're about 30 minutes or so out of it. This game is on Valley Sports Midwest tomorrow. It's on Valley Sports Indiana. It's on Valley Sports Kansas City. It's on all of them. NBC Sports Chicago. A lot of places to watch it with ESPN+. Plus. This is our 11, this is our 12th meeting between us, dating back to 1995, as we knew, we lead the series 7-4. to four. We won the last three. We know about the, the heart-wrenching game it was last time we talked about the multiple uh, whatever's at the end when you went small, almost get up the offensive board, goes out of bounds. You're lucky they don't get a shot off. But, no, we had a huge lead in that one. They clawed back. We know their talent. And I'll let you dive into their talent again, refreshing people's memories. They're young. They have a bright future if that whole team stays intact, but they've also been dealing with their own issues. We talked about the COVID with some of their players. talked about day-to-day with Trey Anderson and 
James or uh, James Carter. They missed a couple games. It's almost like they he sat them for a reason down the stretch because he knows where they're going to be. They've won. They beat Valpo recently. They've had some success. We know they're good, Noah, uh, but it won't be easy as we know them all. Let's dive into them for the second time. Yeah, we definitely remember that game where um, it was kind of a it was it was a head scratcher where you just played really good defense the whole game um, where you hold. A, a really talented young team to 34% from the field, 34 um, from three-point land, but you give up 13 offensive rebounds. You turn the ball over 21 times, and that's where you get – where they get – they outshot us. They had 64 shot attempts. We had 41. So you give up 23 extra possessions. You just – in a team like that with Jace Carter um, probably aiming for third-team all-conference, Trey Anderson – It'll be his senior night. Toby Akani, um, a really a- athletic wing for them. Then um, I'm trying to I'm trying to think here because I know last week they I'm trying to pull it up. They they put some guys um, for Wednesday night on the COVID on the COVID list. I'm not sure if they'll be back. Stephen Clay, Christian Jones, um, Griffin Yoklich, coach's son, and another guy that never ever plays. I'm not sure if they'll be back, but. Jalen Jackson, the freshman from Fort Wayne, Indiana, aiming for probably freshman team, been really good lately. Jaden Brunell, the guy that doesn't play much, but he's been starting at the four for them, came in, hit a couple threes against us, had uh, six points against us. Schoball, Philip Schoball is a really good stretch big. So if they don't have Stephen Clay and those guys, they're going to have a really short bench again. So we should be able to wear them down with our depth and see some guys get in the ball game. But even with that, when you're dealing with guys that Jace Carter, Trey Anderson, Toby O'Connor, Schoball, um, and Jalen Jackson off the bench, just those are really talented guys. But I just think your depth um, can wear them down. It's going to be a big one. Cameron Finns plays a little bit off the bench for them. Um, he's a freshman center from Iowa, seven footer. So interesting to see. But like I said, I think the biggest factor is if those guys aren't back off COVID protocol, um, should be easily to wear them down because the other night without those guys, um, you had guys like Schoball played 38 minutes, Anderson 39, Carter played all 40, O'Connor got in foul trouble and played 27, but Jalen Jackson had 33 minutes off the bench and the seven-footer I mentioned, Finns, played 14. So wear them down easily with those bigs. You rotate all three of ours um, in there. Let Scotty run down the floor for a couple possessions before he gets too tired. But let him get him, let get some easy baskets and just the biggest factor, rebounding, defensive rebounding. Like we said, we've said a thousand times, this is probably one of the worst. We are one of the worst rebounding teams in the country. No doubt, it's one of the things that can be a downfall along with a three-point shooting. Luckily, we shot so well in the last game. Maybe it can carry over. Um, you know, the thing with the last game is Jalen Jackson didn't score against us with 18 points. We mentioned some other guys. Yeah, Clay didn't score. So, like, in terms of their depth, you mentioned the amount of minutes those guys had to play. Not only that, they went from Evansville all the way back up to Chicago, and they're kind of just dealing with COVID as a team. Like I said, they, they're kind of having their issues. Like, you're catching them at a good time again. We kind of thought, I don't remember if we were catching them at a good time the last time. We just obviously overlooked them, in a sense, looking ahead to what we had coming up which is what we shouldn't have done. But the good thing about this was we know how Okani was all over Marcus defensively. Marcus still had 24 and that game was able to do a lot and do his. So expect Marcus to have another good game 
Uh, even Lance had 12 in this one. But you said, Scotty, run the floor. Remember that huge transition dunk that he had? If you play him, he had eight points in five minutes. I mean, and that, that's the thing. UIC will rebound. They will steal the ball. Jace Carter's an incredible defender. Okani is probably their best pound-for-pound, like, man defender. And Jace Carter does it all. Scoreball's ability to shoot. They can shoot. I mean, they're just solid. I, it's crazy. We know they played in so many close games. The fact that they're second to last is nuts. Uh, that just shows a little bit of their youth, I guess, in some of these defeats. But we definitely got to play of our bigs, as you said. Rotate them. Clarence had the best game. This might be a JD and Scotty game. They had combined 14 last time. So it's all we can see. Clarence has been playing a little better real fast here with some of their ranks. We know they're at the bottom of a lot. They are, um, but they are eighth in team offense and they're ninth in team defense. So again, they're, they're bottom half of everything. I, I mentioned their, uh, their attendance. I think they're second to last behind Valpo. An average attendance. Uh, Belmont, I think, is third to last, which is crazy. The the fan base that they have. We know Nashville has a lot of things to do, but Belmont, I just saw a stat now that, what was it, the 21 season for the 13th straight season, only Kansas and Gonzaga have done that, so that just shows. OVC or not, it shows, and they're going and going to win 20 games in this overall and, you know, fight for top five and they're new in their first season in this league, so um, that's sad. But UIC definitely, they don't bring anybody. We talked about how the fan base we're going to have. Jace Carter is tied at the top near with Lance and X and steals in the conference. He's like 13th in blocks. There's, and we mentioned how they're the, they're the best shot blocking team in the country. I don't think we saw a whole lot of that uh, in the first matchup, but over the overall, they're in middle of the pack or worse. So that again, shows the youth. They will slop up shots and hope they go in. Uh, and they're, like I said, average on defense. So we should have a lot of, and the way Lance came off the game, the way everybody came off that senior night game, you think they can ride the momentum. But again, it's not like UIC can feed off a huge crowd to get them going, but they have the talent to do it no matter if they have a crowd or not. It just matters if they make their shots, and that's what we got to hold them to. We talked about our defense has been kind of average at times here recently, so we got to be able to hold them at bay. Noah, we have a – let's see, the matchup predictor has us about – I think it was 70-something percent. I had it. Let's see if I can find it here again. Um 78.9% chance to win. We are six and a half point favorites on the road. 130 and a half over under. Let's dive into dogs of the game for the final game of the season. Can't wait to talk about the Arch Madness and who our dogs of that weekend will be. Um, but this one, though, like I said, six and a half, 130 and a half. What are your predictions on this? I can have an idea of what we're both going to pick because it feels like it's inevitable for us to do good things in this game. What do you think? Yeah, we gotta we gotta continue. Like I said, rebounding is gonna be key. So, offensive rebounding. So, uh, it killed us last time. So this time, um, I think Lance is probably an obvious answer. To see if he can continue momentum off the big game, um, come off twenty eight point performance, and finally bounce him back. And um, the demons he's been fighting. So, but I'm gonna go with J D. Mula. Um, like I said, they had thirteen offensive rebounds. They out rebounded us last game. So J D. is gonna play big one in this week. What do you think about the spread and over/under? Um, I will take the under, and I will take us. I'll take us minus the points. Um, I think we need to win this comfortably um, to continue momentum going into next week and uh, continue rolling. Yeah, we're excited to see what goes on tomorrow. I'll take us minus six and a half as well. Over/under is always a push for us. It seems like so. I think it'll it'll hover around that. We'll see. Like I said, they like to score points. My dog of the game. 
Um, I think because, and we didn't know, and I don't want to speculate on anything, that we're up in Chicago for Lance, and I think that'll provide more extra motivation for him. And you're right, it's easy to pick those guys, but I think if Lance has another, you know, he and him and Marcus are both fighting for player of the week if it counts for this final week or final game here. If they both get above 20, they'll be fighting for it. I think Lance can get close to 20 playing this game. Trey Anderson can't guard him. We'll see what, you know, how there is to go. But like I said, we're up in Chicago. Maybe he plays with even more of that extra motivation himself. Um, but I expect some nervousness at times in this game. I think it's inevitable the way that UIC could play. Like, you know, they'll sh- they shoot 42%. But then they shot, if I recall, I'm going to go back, they shot terrible in that game. But it was because, yeah, we turned it over as many times as you said in the 20s. That was the reason why it was close. So, yeah, the name of this is just don't turn it over and just – Play clean basketball, and you might blow these guys out. That's the name of it all. So looking forward to, like I said, we will be in attendance. You might see us on TV with the seats that we'll be sitting. Um, it'll be fun to scratch off a new Valley team and facility off our list. We know Chicago is not the hardest trip for us to make, so I think it was, an, it was a no-brainer that we made the trip. Like I said, we were thinking it was going to be for a regular season title win and done. That's what we were predicting a couple of weeks ago. Not the case, but if we win, we're secured in the three seed and things look good from there. No final thoughts. Yeah, obviously we want to continue rolling um, like we talked about. Um, got to continue. Got to lock down that three seed so um, we can have that 830 game on Friday night to, like I said earlier, enjoy seven games before we have to sit down and stress over it because um, it's a it's going to be a it's going to be a fun weekend no matter what happens with us next weekend. But. We want that 8:30 game. We like finishing off. We like the, the the main event of the night. So hopefully we continue rolling here. Hopefully our guys, um, Lance Jones, continues. Hopefully uh, Trent has a good game as well. We know he he got a double figures the other night. Um, so hopefully we just have guys that can contribute. Like I said, rotate those three bigs, um, and we can wear them down pretty easy. So like I said, I think it's gonna be a good SIU crowd tomorrow. I've talked to a lot of people that's. Um, up in this area, and that will be there. So good to see some of them tomorrow because we don't get to see them very often. So it's going to be a big one. Continue rolling. So let's get it. Credit one, Credit Union One Arena for one o'clock. One thing to mention is how I didn't mention we didn't mention on the on the recap was how great our ball movement was in that game against a UNI defense. And we know, like I said, USC's middle of the pack or worse. Our ball movement's good, and we hit open shots, which is what we did last game. If that continues with the the rotation of our bigs, that's whenever I think we can beat anybody. That's what we said. If we, we would score more, we would win, you know, not have these stressful games or win more games by 10 or more potentially if we just shot the three ball better. And Jawan still had great looks and was our worst in that game. But if we make open threes and do all of that, obviously it's a great recipe for us to win. So we'll see if that happens tomorrow. In a six and a half spread game, looking forward to you said a lot of people be there. It will be a heavy SIU crowd. Looking forward to it. like I said, ESPN Plus, Valley Sports Midwest, NBC Sports Chicago, a lot of stuff around here. Looking forward to it. looking forward to recapping it early or at some point Monday with our final award picks before Tuesday. Like I said, episodes to come. Everybody stay tuned for it. Looking forward to it. It's fun to do this on location. We will try to do it again in St. Louis. Until all of then, I was Nick Malone. No lurch. And then get 10 until next time. Go dogs.